Stephen Kruetis on SAFM. All right, conversations coming up for you in a couple of moments around, of course, the BRICS Summit. Various people uh, that we were scheduled to speak to, uh, all suddenly very busy. As you can imagine, uh, this day before the start of the BRICS Summit, and I suppose we shouldn't really be particularly surprised that that, in fact, has happened, that they're suddenly uh, all over the place. The president speaking uh, last night and making quite important comments about international relations, setting out the fact that we will remain non-aligned, that we won't be caught up in conflicts uh, involving major powers. Also, 30 heads of state and heads of government from various uh, countries in Africa to attend the BRICS summit, 20 countries applying for BRICS. All of this shows you, I think, how important it is. And at the same time, the Chinese President Xi Jinping, he is here already for that state visit tonight. So uh, I think that's going to be very important as well. So all of those conversations happening. And then, of course, the big issue, I suppose, is going to be around uh, non-alignment. Well, President's uh, uh, Professor, excuse me, Sipamandla Zondi is, of course, the uh, he is the acting director at the Institute of Pan-African Thought and Conversation at the University of Johannesburg. Professor Zondi, good morning and thanks for your time this morning. Good morning, uh, Stephen, and good morning to your listeners. I am director of the Institute. Yes, my apologies. President, and then I demoted you, and then I promoted you again. Um, (laughs) The president's president's speech last night, he was sort of stating his aims for the summit, if you like, uh, focusing, of course, on non-alignment. How did you see what he said last night? How important is it? Uh, It was absolutely important, Stephen, that he, as a a host of one of the most important uh, big summits uh, of of many years, almost all of the uh, big summits in Africa are important because of how important BRICS should be to Africa and uh, how Africa's condition and ability to build a productive relationship is a huge test on its alternativeness in any way. So it's very important that we clarifies what the, what the agenda is, because there's been a lot of issues mentioned about what the agenda, this expansion, and the conservation one, the currency, another one, this uh, agreement on statistical uh, research uh, and data privacy and issues of that nature, uh, one. But secondly, uh, also because of the controversy around the presence of, of Russia in the, in the summit, and, and lastly, in relation to South Africa's non-alignment. It was really important that he, he, he takes the cousin into his confidence to say this is the position they're going to be pushing within the BRICS uh, uh, summit. Um, but I have one wishes that there was also a question and answer engagement sort of uh, discussion that we didn't have uh, given that conversation, that, uh, that exercise even more. BRICS is five countries now. Uh, would adding more countries to it necessarily make it stronger? Could it dilute our voice in some ways? Um, the ex- its first expansion happened when South Africa was uh, invited in, um, and 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 that enabled the BRICS to have its tentacles in in the African continent. It's a continent that was not represented in BRICS. Because representativity is very important in the very idea of BRICS. Now, one can argue that there are certain important regions that are not uh, fully represented. Uh, Southeast Asia, for example, and Indonesia could uh, add a good dynamic in there, the big country, the, the, the growing economy, consistently been growing uh, after a small slump during COVID 19. Uh, Middle East, uh, but then the countries are just, just too many Saudi Arabia, Iran. Um, uh, UAE and Turkey, 
uh, but we need a representation from that particular region. It, it, it seems to me that they, they, they would need to look at what would represent an important region, but must be a country that is growing, that is ambitious, it must be a country that, that has some element of commitment uh, to global reform. Um, so how should BRICS go about deciding who joins and who doesn't? I mean, would it be consensus? I mean, I presume it would have to be. What happens if you reject a country? It's quite something, isn't it, to reject a country? Um, so definitely would be by consensus. South Africa's joining was by consensus among the four countries, the original four countries. And it, it, uh, yeah, invariably, um, anyone who joins now would be by consensus. But the consensus would begin with the criteria. And I think the criteria around the regional representation, criteria around the emerging nature or developing nature of a country, uh, the criteria about commitment to global reform, uh, and perhaps the country is not too close to the other bloc, which is the United States and, 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 uh, and EU, maybe, would be easier to, to build consensus around. There's some in the West who claim BRICS is really an anti-Westing grouping. The Economist magazine, which I think sometimes speaks for the West in a strange way, asked, does BRICS really matter? Um, the BRICS countries deny that it's a sort of anti-Western bloc. How do you see that? I don't know. What would be the right word? Dynamic or tension yeah, yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, except Russia uh, at the moment, and Russia in, in 2014, um, which country is BRICS is anti-Western, actually? Uh, it's very hard to see it. Many of these countries, the common feature with them is that they have a very strong relationship with, with the West, but they are also looking for uh, alternative markets as well to balance things out. These countries share this sense of trying to trade with everyone and to break out of this us-against-them uh, dynamic, which is why there is always a possibility that there could be uh, uh, European countries that could join BRICS. Uh, especially before the Russian invasion, there would have been a number that would have been candidates to join BRICS uh, because uh, it helps the BRICS to bridge the, the gap. Because anyone who wants to create a new world order must uh, break out of this uh, binary that divides uh, one side against one side and kind of find way in which you could have a more inclusive approach to what are actually common problems. Professor Zipamanda Zondi, really appreciate the time. Thank you. Director of the Institute for Pan-African Thought and Conversation at the University of Johannesburg. Also watching the president uh, last night. Also, I think in Santon already, Sophie McQuenna, the international editor here at the SABC. Sophie, good morning. How did you see the president's speech last night? I think South Africa has been under pressure from particularly the West uh, in terms of our relationship with uh, certain countries. You know that, for example, the United States of America, they have reservations in terms of uh, Russia because of the war in Ukraine, but not because of that. There has been that uh, standoff in terms of who is more mightier in terms of nuclear capability. You also have a situation where there's a subtle trade war between China and the United States of America. Who is the boss? in relation to the technology, the fourth industrial revolution, and the artificial intelligence. And I think in that uh, fight, and therefore the president was to demonstrate that we are members of this group, 
these are the reasons why we have joined this groups this group and these are the benefits but above all we are also member of g7 we participate at the un we are a member state we participate in other multilateral institutions financial ones such as the imf the world bank and therefore south africa is fighting for its independence and its autonomy for the interest of its citizens and therefore we can't make enemies everybody must be a friend but we'll always have uh, differences mm. and those differences can be resolved by engaging one another that's what he was trying to say because i can imagine people knowing that you have these countries who the west sometimes don't really uh, have good relations with particularly at political level security then converging in south africa but also you've invited other countries you know that it is the south south is africa you have venezuela coming you have cuba you have iran and therefore that fear from the west is there and behind the scenes i have no doubt that there's so much pressure on president ramaphosa on south africa so he was trying to clarify just that. Sophie McQuen, thank you. International editor at the SABC. Really appreciate the time already in Santon for that BRICS Heads of State Summit, which starts tomorrow. The big state visit today, of course, President Xi Jinping of China.